1: Now, from Learfield... Pistols firing! Touchdown, Oklahoma State! This is the Oklahoma State Cowboy Insider. Here is your host, Dave Hunziker. And welcome to another edition of the Cowboy Radio Network Insider... We're in San Antonio for the Alamo Bowl. It's finally here. One of the best matchups of the college football bowl season. Two top 15 teams, Oklahoma State and Colorado. Two teams that played for a conference championship the first weekend of December making this one of the rare treat elite matchups of the bowl season here in San Antonio. And We'll have lots of time to cover this matchup as we work our way through the week with our bowl show coming up at 5.30 the night before the game on the 28th, which is Wednesday, and of course our two-hour our pregame on Thursday coming up on the network. But before we really get into all of that, I have an idea. Let's see what you think. A way maybe to spruce up the bowl games because there's been a lot of talk about how the bowl games have lost their luster. Of course, there's been lots of reporting done about players who are skipping bowl games because they are afraid of being injured before they move on to the nfl those things are very understandable if you stop and think about it because if you were in a player's shoes you were in that situation where millions of dollars were staring you in the face and you have one game left to play it would be easy to say you know hey let's uh Let's let this one go by the wayside and carry on from there. But here's my idea maybe to spruce up the bowl games a little bit, make things more interesting at least for the next year. So here's what I'm thinking. Among the Power Five schools, what if you rewarded the the conference with the best overall record in all bowl games with some degree of home field advantage in the bowl games the next year? Now, obviously, the playoff probably could be included only to a limited extent. But hear me out on this. The, the conference in the Power Five with the best record in the bowl games would be guaranteed the next year that all of their bowl spots, all of their bowl games would be played within their geographical footprint. So in the Big 12, for example, if the Big 12 finished with the best bowl record among the Power Five teams, All of the Big 12 Conference Bowl games will be played in the Big 12 region. So the Cactus Bowl would go away. Might be replaced by the Sun Bowl in El Paso. Might be replaced by the Independence Bowl in Shreveport. You would lose the game in Orlando. And you might replace it with one of those two games I mentioned, the Sun Bowl to the Independence Bowl. Or maybe you negotiate a spot for West Virginia to stay close to home. Maybe the bowl game in Charlotte becomes a West Virginia spot. It seems that the bowl games need something like Major League Baseball needed something to spruce up the All-Star Game. Uh, Several years ago, they decided the winning team in the the All-Star Game, that league would have the home field advantage for the World Series, made the All-Star Game very meaningful. Could we apply the same concept to the bowl games? The Power Five Conference, with the best record in bowl games in a given year, the next year they play all their bowl games within their geographical footprint. And they'll keep doing it until somebody has a better record. Then it shifts. And there are probably enough bowl games within all the conference footprints to make that happen. The conference that would be most challenged to maybe have a home field advantage would be the Big Ten because there really aren't that many bowl games in the northern part of the country. But maybe something could be worked out to help them out. Or maybe you invent a couple of bowl games and put them in Chicago or put another one in Detroit, whatever the solution may be, Minneapolis, whatever. Just a thought. Maybe crazy. Sounds like a Big 12 school talking because we have a lot of bowl games in this part of the country. Just something to consider, trying to spruce things up. As for the game against Colorado, the one thing I like, and I've always liked about how Coach Gundy approaches bowl games, is this. It's very relaxed. He doesn't grind them. For example, he gave them Christmas Day off. The practices, as he'll tell you in the pregame show, during the broadcast Thursday night had been scaled back. Even the practices at home were scaled back. Players now pretty much are working 12 months out of the year. Well, not necessarily 12 months out of the year, but certainly 11 months out of the year with strength and conditioning in the summertime, spring practices, all the things that go into it. They're going hard a good 11 months out of the year. So to grind on them for a bowl game, unless you feel like it's absolutely necessary, is probably not the best course of action. Coach Gundy's always found a way to make it fun. You can bet almost for sure that there will be some sort of gimmick play, if not more than one, in the game against Colorado this week because he's always found a way in bowl games to pull out trick plays and make it fun, uh, especially when the games are close and competitive. You, know, you remember James Castleman two years ago in the Cactus Bowl. You had the jump pass by Keith Toston in the Cotton Bowl for a touchdown down near the goal line out of the Wildcat in 2009. There have been double passes Uh, throwbacks to the quarterback. The first time that happened was uh, out in the Holiday Bowl in San Diego in 2008. It was a throwback pass on the same field it happened to Mike Gundy, uh, where he caught a pass as a quarterback. Zach Robinson caught a pass in that game. He finds a way to make it fun and uh, keeps these guys engaged. Because after a long season, especially one when you were playing for a conference championship, you lost the last game of the regular season, so you didn't fulfill that goal. I would think it would be really important to keep the guys pretty loose and uh, having fun because it would be easy to dwell on that last game and and maybe not be ready three and a half weeks later to play another game. As far as the matchup goes, it'll be interesting to see how Oklahoma State offensively does against Colorado's defense. A defense that has been in the top five pretty much all year, In pass efficiency defense, they have probably three NFL guys in the secondary who are very, very good. Uh, They've been really about as good as any team in the country, probably among the Power 5 teams, in defending the pass and we know Oklahoma state's strength when you cut right down to it has been the ability to strike with the deep ball. Now the run game has come along certainly in the final month of the regular season, but not only did that have to do with the improved offensive line and the running of justice Hill, the running of Chris Carson, who's averaging more than eight carries per game, the last more than eight yards per carry the last four games. It's not only that, but it's the fact that there's always a threat of the deep ball and, uh, teams have to sort of pick their poison to decide, hey, are we going to stop the deep ball or are we going to stop the run? Colorado might be able to do both. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It's a very compelling matchup. I think there's some school of thought that Oklahoma State defensively matches up pretty well against Colorado. You could make a comparison, maybe Colorado offensively might resemble TCU a little bit. Now, you can only hope the defensive effort is as good against Colorado as it was against TCU. It's a pretty good emphasis on the quarterback run game. Uh, So you might be able to make that a reasonable comparison. Uh, But the thing is, when it comes right down to it, I think in these types of bowls, which team is motivated, which team is ready to play from the start, you'll hear Coach Gundy talk about that in the pregame show, the importance of a fast start. That happened two years ago when the Cowboys were the underdog out in the cactus bowl the Cowboys got off to a pretty good start last year in the Sugar Bowl with Ashton Lampkin's early interception and and but really just couldn't seize any momentum for any extended period of time and Mississippi was a much better team at Oklahoma State. That's just the reality of it. Uh, the Cowboys probably could have played them in a seven game series and may not have won a single game. May have been swept for nothing because you know Ole Miss was a team that probably underachieved last year and Oklahoma State was a team that overachieved. But you, can, you would surely think that uh, Colorado would be highly motivated. Haven't been to a bowl game since 07, a tremendous turnaround this year. Uh, this is not same old, same old for them. So you would think you'd be facing a highly motivated team, and that's probably been something that's potentially made things easier for Coach Gundy is it's be, be easy for players to understand why Colorado would be motivated and ready to play because – This is something that is unique to them, whereas for Oklahoma State, it's become old hat. Cowboys have been in a bowl game every single year since 2006. We'll break down this matchup even more as we work our way through the week. We'll have a special bowl preview show on the network starting at 5.30 on Wednesday night. And then pregame coverage from here in San Antonio starts at 6 on Thursday. And then Friday, of course, we have a whole other matter to take care of. And that's Oklahoma State's Big 12 basketball opener against West Virginia in gallagher Arena. Reports indicate a crowd of at least 12,000 should be on hand for that game. Could be as high as 13,000 plus. And those great deal tickets, those four tickets for $20 in the 300 level, they're gone. Maybe a few scattered singles left here and there, but for the most part, they're gone. They've sold more than 5,000 of those tickets for the game on Friday against West Virginia. That's going to be fun, too. So we'll talk to you later in the week. I'm Dave Hunziker. Enjoy Bull Week. This has been the Oklahoma State Cowboy Insider. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation.